Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Hannah Najm. Hannah is a Lebanese girl living in Dubai. She is an animal rescuer, a taxidermist, a painter, a singer, and a guitar player. Hannah is lacto-vegan, a freelance event specialist, and she loves food, fun, and fashion. Hannah, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. I'm doing well. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy. I'm honored. I'm privileged to have you here and very curious about you as a person. So, Hannah, I'll begin with this nice first question, and it is... If your friends and the people who love you most and know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Uh, truthfully, I've not really asked people if they could describe me, but based on how their reaction is to my personality, I can say that they would judge me as someone who's very um, loud but quiet as well. And... Um, just someone who's always there when you need them. And I'm very supportive regardless of whatever things that goes on with them. Um, and one word I do get is that unfortunately they always say that my personality is unstable. Thank you. That's so interesting. And what does unstable like mean in their perspective or from your own perspective? Does it mean that you flow with the moment and with the emotions and so you change your mind a lot and you're down for any adventures and spontaneous? Or does it mean that one moment you're happy, the next you're depressed, the third you're angry and sometimes you can't even explain why or how does it go? Thank thankfully, like the unstable part, I believe like it's something good. Uh, I am down for usually whatever fun that they suggest. Part of it because I'm always searching for something that's very new. Like, let's say, to, yeah, most people, like, they have a very stable hobby. Uh, let's say they're just a painter. Like, oh, I'm expecting you to paint tomorrow. I'm expecting you to paint next week. But when it comes to me, it's like, we never know. When what, what's, your, what's your next hobby? Like, okay, now you're a painter. Next next thing, you're doing taxidermy. Uh, third thing, you're, do, you're rescuing. Now you're doing this. Now you're doing, like how does it like this is what i believe that they mean by i have a very unstable personality thank you and that's actually a very positive thing it makes you a polymath and therefore you can be part of the future renaissance of the world because you can tap into so many fields and perspectives <laughs> that you had the experience in but to ask you even more do you change things because you get bored with 
things quickly and therefore you need new excitement? Or are you someone in love with that initiation phase, uh, phase of anything and so you get excited easily about something new and it feels so new and shiny and you're in love with those butterflies and emotions? Or are you hungry for experience in this world and you want to just try everything and go in all directions because you want it all? The only way I ever thought about this is I realized over time that I have an extreme hunger for knowledge. And I always look around at things, um, especially like, uh, let's say, with my jobs, I do get also these comments, even like from people I work with whenever, because I'm a freelancer. They go like, oh, but you were doing this job, but now you're doing this other job. Like your your career, it does not correspond with each other. And then so the thing I have motivation to, I always say to myself is like, if you can do it, why can't I? If you're able to, um, ha- if you're able to paint, then what's stopping me from painting as well? Like, why can't I learn? I have the capability. I have the, the brain capacity to learn. So why, sh- why shouldn't I learn this? So once I master it, that's when I go like, okay, now I have knowledge in this. I can, I see, like, because I always, like, let's, that's why I said I'm very, un, like, unstable. is because throughout um, my just life experiences, friends, meeting people, even work-wise, I've seen so many talented people. I've seen people who've done, like, let's say, um, someone who's a guitarist they can play guitar and i'm like okay what's stopping me you play guitar okay let's learn why not what what's what else can i do instead of like just improving on myself because that the the fact that i'm able to um, to have all this capacity of knowledge it helps me connect with other people as well it opens up conversation even if my knowledge or even if i didn't succeed in it i do realize that I'm able to have conversations with people in regards to any subject. Like, let's say I'm not I'm not a very politic uh, politician, like or like very into politics, but I do hear perspective. I do try to see what's your perspective of thing. Even if I don't agree with you, that's very fine. Just give me the knowledge of your idea, and then I go to the next person. Like this, this, this is what I heard. What's your thoughts about it? Like just outside, and they start sharing. They share their experiences. It helps people open up to me in a very easy way so just I, I I find it a very good thing it's it is sometimes very bad uh because when I I get a bit stressed out when I'm not able to um succeed in something let's say if someone's able to do this thing why am I not able to do it and if I do get a bit of uh, frustration I do have really extreme fast knowledge so there is a bit of boredom in that because I'm unable to put my heart completely and just follow through. It's just like I go, get the knowledge, and I'm out. Go, get the knowledge, and I'm out. So this is the only thing that just keeps me a bit frustrated in my personality. Thank you. And I'm hearing three things, and I want to verify and explore who you are more without talking about frustration too much, which is you said you have this hunger for knowledge. Is it because of freedom that when you have that knowledge or uh, that you have that potential, you want to be free to explore it? Or is it about empowerment that the more you explore and uh, create and realize of your potential, the more power you have in this world, whatever that means to you? Or 
is it underneath it all what you mentioned that deep down you're someone who wants connection with more people you're in love with people and so deep down your fascination with knowledge is as a key to open new conversations new relationships and the ability to get along with more people and have a more interesting social life or how does it go well if you put it in that perspective i can tell you that it's a bit of uh, everything you have mentioned i haven't looked at it from that from that point of view which is a very interesting view <laughs> and very new to me but if you need to put it in that way uh, it is possible that um, i do feel i i have also dug deep a bit uh, into psychology and it's very fascinating to me um, once you have a connection with someone to a related subject because majority of people that I've noticed they have like one specific hobby that they're very interested in and uh, to show some interest into their hobby they get to tell you um, more about it like let's say if people who go to the galleries and they're just looking at paintings they're just looking at photos the person who have painted the photo uh, he's unable to approach people and tell them, well, this, this, this is my point of view. You, you get to see like some people are not interested. They're just there to look at things, just there to admire it, but they don't understand something behind it. Whereas if you notice, if you do approach the painter and you tell them, well, I'm interested in paintings as well, like I have done this painting, you will start to notice that the one who painted that picture is starting to tell you more like, oh, really? Let me show you this one. Let me tell you about this. Like, you know, I was sitting at home and I got this idea and I got this and this is how I came about it. And, and you will feel start to have that connection. So it helps me really look into people's minds, the way they think about it. It's similar to this podcast. Like I found it very interesting and especially it's very interesting your your uh, perspective on on things like when I've mentioned it, like my connection, my knowledge. So this is this is something that I'm trying to seek, like the mind behind everything. It just keeps me intrigued. And to me, it just gets a little boring when I seek the knowledge I want and then um, I try to implement it somewhere else. And then I take that knowledge from there and then I implement it somewhere else to get as much knowledge as I can from all around. It gives me a self of empowerment because, as I said, this has helped me a lot in my career, work-wise. And uh, it did help me a lot in connections with people, yes. Thank you. I have so many questions about this, but I want to understand. When it comes to connecting to people, is it related to, for example, the fact you're a Lebanese girl in Dubai and so you're somewhere where nobody has many roots and so you have to build your own group of people social life and be proactive and so you're trying to create like what i believe is we're on this earth in order to create our own mini universe of positive people and let go of any toxic people and we're not in those tribal times where we had to compromise ourselves in order to get along with those we happen to be born near to just because we don't want them to kick us out of the tribe. Now there are 8 billion people so we can be ourselves and magnetically bring into our lives the right people who are on the same vibe and wavelength and let go of those who aren't our people because we don't have to change just to appease them. 
Is it something related to that, that you're creating a mini Lebanon or a mini Hana universe within Dubai and that's why you're hungry for knowledge? Or is it simply and primarily because you actually don't want a boring life and knowledge is one of like kind of your hobbies that keep things interesting because you're always discovering about yourself, about the world growing. And so in many ways, it's both entertaining and empowering. Or how does it go? Uh, truthfully, I am a person who just goes by the country Lebanese by name. Um, I was born and raised in Dubai. I unfortunately has never felt a connection towards my own country. I have grown to see how devastating the situation is in Lebanon. Um, how people are, um, they're rejecting the idea of change while trying to run after change. But when you present it to them, they refuse it. It was something like I've, I've seen for the longest time ever. And um, I get a lot of people also, they tell me like, no, this is your hometown. You're Lebanese. Those are your people, whatever. I'm like, I am willing to accept those people who are trying to improve themselves. But you cannot complain about a fire while you're just sitting in the fire and you're not accepting someone to lend you a hand and move out of it. I might not understand fully the situation that's that's going on in the minds of people in Lebanon um, or in other countries, but I do believe that there's always a way. If, if there's knowledge, other people... That's why I told you, like, um, I'm the type of person that if you can do it, why can't I? It has... Um, made me um, grow a habit a bit towards despising some people like how can you say you want improvement but therefore you, you're, you're not willing to change you're not willing to open your mind to ideas of how, how the possibility of change can to better your life it's not just like to better generations I've seen this go on with a lot of people in my life, even with this generation. Like, there's something going on called breaking the... Um, it's it's not like breaking the habit, but it's breaking the sterilized, like, um, the stereotype of, um, of our generation, of our parents, you know, the anger in the families, um, the lack... They're always close-minded towards things. Like, you know, our grandparents has done it, we're going to follow through the same path. Even though it's a failed path, they will still go through it just because it's something that has been through in generations. This is one of the reasons. Other than that, I, I have, like, as you said, like this podcast is mostly about women and empowering women. Um, through my experience, I realized that, and I try to say this even on my Instagram, uh, the most basic thing I can tell is the more knowledge you have, the less likely you are to be fooled by people around you. Because this is something also I tell, I, I have worked in garages and I'm very car enthusiastic. Uh, I, have, I did not mention this prior to the podcast, but I do mention it a lot on my Instagram page. And this is from my own friends' experiences. They always call me, well, like, oh, this garage person is telling me, like, this, is, this small thing is wrong in my car and they're char charging me, like, 5,000, 6,000. And I'm like, if it wasn't for my knowledge, I'll be like, you know, this thing could barely cost you a hundred. And then when I approach the person, like, why are you charging this amount? Is it because she doesn't know? Is it because you see that she's a girl and all oh, girls, they lack the knowledge of these things? So this is a bit where my frustration 
comes into it well people want to take advantage of at any moment especially to women i get it a lot like for a simple thing as a car tire change a lot of people they go like oh i just want a tire change they they go like oh well a tire could cost up to like 200 i'm like but why would it cost that if this 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 is the situation and this 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 is the specification of the tire you're giving me and that's when they notice like oh okay we cannot fool her so we're just gonna give her the basic price that we give to any man so this is also where my my um severe um attachment to knowledge is i do not like anyone taking advantage of me or the people around me it does frustrate me when people refuse to take in this knowledge they go like oh well my car broke down i'm just gonna give it to my dad i'm just gonna give it to my brother i they will do it they will get it fixed but i'm like okay no worries you have someone that's backing you up but did you ever think to yourself what if someday you were kept in a situation where you had to do all the work what are you gonna do then i'm not saying god forbid happens anything but why don't you try to just have a bit of knowledge it's not my interest but then yet you're here complaining about, oh, your brother was too busy to do the car, your, your dad is too busy at work, or I'm not, I'm not able to get my car fixed, or this guy's overcharging me, I don't understand, I'm just going to trust the garage to do whatever they want. So this is, this is a bit where my frustration comes with people, like they're, they're unwilling to learn. Thank you. And underneath all this, I'm hearing two things, and I want to verify which one is the one that creates this frustration or this emotion or this passion most within you. Is it unfairness that you don't like and you're against unfairness in this world? Or you hate when people are not tapping into their potential and so wasted potential is what is wrong? Or thirdly, it's about personal power and if people let go of their personal power, you feel that is wrong and it frustrates you. So is it more about unfairness and you're against that in general? Is it about wasted potential and you hate that in this world? Or is it because you value personal power and so anybody who's willing to give it away easily, you feel that's like a sacrilege and something very bad. And so it moves you or how does it work within your mind? I would say it's basically the first two, uh, unfairness and the fact that people, they do have potential and they're wasting it away. I do not think I would say it's anything to do with control over like, you know, or empowering themselves because... If you don't have the first two, then definitely you don't have power over yourself. You're let people, you're letting everything basically overpower you. You cannot say that, oh, I'm a woman of power and I have, and I can do this and that, and I can go shopping anytime. But yet again, you're kept in a situation where they have the upper advantage of you. And you're left in a situation where you're like, oh, it's okay, they know better. But you can make yourself like, it's, it's not just about these things. I do find it like, you know, the unfairness at work. I, I do have a lot of people. Um, they do have really high potential, but they're very scared. They're very in their comfort zone. They're very into their feminine, feminine idea of like, no, I'm just going to get married. I'm going to like, you know, my husband's going to do everything and I'm just going to wait for everything to be done for me in the same way I see my father has done it. I'm like, no. Like, I have nothing against that. 
But my whole idea is you cannot base your whole mind on that thing, just waiting for things to happen. Because I've seen so many women at the end of the day, even after years of relying on their husbands, they're, they're, they're letting everyone do everything for them. God forbid something happens and, she, and they're all sitting there like crying about how unfair he's done this to me, he's done that to me. There's, they stay in this victim mentality. And I'm like, there's no nothing against you wanting someone to rely on. You want your husband to be the man of the house. Absolutely, that's your right. But you also need to keep in mind, not ev- like you cannot just pick a rose and like expect like the rose to have no thorns. You need to prepare yourself. Yes, you want the rose? Absolutely. Wear your gloves. You cannot just go pick and cry about a rose and then the rose dies and then you have to go pick another rose and you're still doing the same mistake all over again. And you've seen these things happen with their own families. And it's just a generation after generation thing where where I don't mind women who want, you know, just to get married um, and just sit at home, be the housewife. Absolutely, that's all they're right. But it just makes me feel sad Till when are you gonna allow yourself to be in this situation? God forbid anything happens. You're the one who's gonna be crying that this happened to you. But what you could have done to prevent it? What you could have done to move past it and not just cry and go back to your parents' house? The only reason I speak about this a lot is not that I want to interfere in people's life or their life's choices. It just makes me sad that women are still going through the same thing they're being fed the same mentality about like, um, and then, you know, a lot of people, they go like, oh, well, this is this is how life is. You guys, you want feminism. And now, honestly, whenever someone says, oh, well, you're saying this because you're a feminist, uh, you want women to be empowered. I'm like, it's not that I'm a feminist. Truthfully, the word feminism, it lost its meaning with how the world is now. It, it lost the meaning of what feminism is. It's not that we want to overpower man or law. We are the lady of the house. No, absolutely. You have all the rights. But I cannot see a woman being overpowered by someone else. Let it be family, brother, even same gender. Like I see people putting down each other, like even from the same gender, be it woman, woman or man, man. But it's just, you need to not allow yourself to be in this situation. This is why like where my... The idea where I want people like, just educate yourself. You don't have to follow through it. Even simple thing as, you know, uh, me being a vegan, the, the reason I speak to people about it, they're like, oh, now you're shoving vegan down our throat. You know, we don't want to be vegan. We need chicken. We need to eat these things. And I'm like, it's not just about, I want you to be vegan. Absolutely not. I wasn't a vegan once 14 years ago. I used to consume meat and chicken just, just as much as you do. But it's just, if you would hear me out, see your perspective. I hear your perspective on why you eat these things and hear my perspective on why I eat these things, which is the reason, by the way, I like to mention veganism when I'm speaking to people. Um, a lot of the times they go like, uh, now, you know, you, you can always tell a vegan whenever because they walk around mentioning they're a vegan. Just from the fact of me mentioning I'm a vegan, I'm able to tap into people's mind and know whether this person is open-minded or they're not open-minded, whether they have potential or they don't have potential. From just a simple word of just saying, hi, I'm a vegan, I can't eat the chicken you offered me. Either the criticism kicks in, you get to know this person is close-minded, um, their, uh, their, their question about suddenly how 
a great nutritionist they are and they know so much about the food I am eating. They are suddenly, they're so experienced with the food that and the diet that they're eating. So just the small things really matters. Like just educate yourself about the small things. I'm not telling you you have to go be a scientist. You have to educate yourself completely and be a mechanic. Just your everyday knowledge. Simple things. Uh, your everyday knowledge is, you know, you need to make sure that your car doesn't overheat. It needs water. It needs oil. Tires. That's the basic thing you can have your basic knowledge about. I'm not telling you to study the whole car. This is, this is the thing just that hurts me a bit about people. hurts me a bit about women. Thank you. That was really true and very fascinating. And underneath it all, I see that you value proactivity, if I understood correctly. And you are about rejecting reactivity, which makes me think, because to me, this is actually a metaphysical question, whether some people believe that everything is preordained and predestined, and that's why they don't do much, because they're like, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. <laughs> While some people, they're like, I'm in this world, I have to create what I want. If I want something, I make it happen and I take it. Nobody's going to give it to me. So... As someone who has thought about life, had knowledge from different spheres, to you, do you believe that there is such a thing as destiny and you're born into it and you find it and so you're fulfilling your destiny in life? Or are you about individual power to create in this world and so your metaphysical belief is you create your karma, you do what you want, there isn't a big plan that you're following. It's your own plan. If you don't follow it, nothing happens. What's your perspective on this on a more metaphysical, energetic kind of way? This is a very interesting question. I've always used to hear people like, you know, um, something in Arabic, they say, you know, which basically means what's written will happen for you. And this is not something um, I, I, I used to think I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is my destiny. This is what's written. I am meant to have a car accident today. I'm meant to do this and I'm meant to do that. But then the point, the whole thing is later when I grew up, I started to understand. Yes, I was meant to have an accident today. But what wasn't meant for me was to test how would I react to it? This is where the paths, the, the path gets drawn. So today you're going to have this obstacle. Are you going to sit at the same obstacle and cry about it? Are you going to go home and be sad? So you're choosing one path. Or are you going to say, it's okay, it was meant to be. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to fix the car. I'm going to take care next time and move on to be a better driver and, and to see, was it my fault? Was it that person's fault? How am I going to react to that person? This is the betterment where it comes this is the only this this idea of like you know uh, what's written for you is gonna happen. Yes, some stuff are written to come across your path, but what's not written is how you choose to react to this. Are you gonna back down, or are you gonna continue to improve yourself? If you got my point about this. Thank you. I understand exactly what you're speaking about, and I love this, and I want to extract even more knowledge, as you call it, I would call it wisdom, that can inspire other women. Let's say there are girls in this world who feel judged by society, they don't feel strong enough to be themselves, to do what they want, to 
follow the crazy path they want to create in this world or and maybe they look at social media compare themselves to people there and they think oh my god i'm not as good looking i'm not as successful i'll never do anything and so they stay within their comfort zone what has inspired you or allowed you to be loud with your voice in a way that could make other people uh, like not validate you or feel a bit offended which also is part of the courage and bravery needed to follow your goals even if other people disapprove any mindsets you have any things you have applied maybe when you were much younger you didn't have this this ability how did you develop it and what's your advice and recommendation to women and girls in this world who want to live up to their potential but they feel society's pressure and people's mindset kind of judging them truthfully i do have a few things to say in regards to that um i grew up as a person i was not confident in my own body i i used to suffer from something called uh pcos which is basically unstable in hormones uh you know which causes like extreme hair on the body and i used to get shamed a lot as a kid even just when i was on the 6th grade you know 7th grade i used to get shamed a lot like oh you you look like a man you you know you dress like that or you do these things it used to hurt me as a kid but then i used to also think about it at such a young age i do i grew up to start feeling very confident in my own body because i started seeing like how how people are stressing themselves to fit into a specific society like oh i need to have this long black hair because men like it that way i need to have like a hairless body because men like it that way i need to have the specific type of man, uh, makeup because men like it that way and i'm like why are you so fixated on how others think of you where is you as a person where's where's the you you're always saying this is me for them this is how i should recept for them i do notice it like especially on on instagram i i um uh, i see people even sometimes i unconsciously compare myself and i'm like oh this woman has such a nice slim waist why can't i have the same things like that but then i realize like we're all individual we should like each others our own way the need to be accepted by society was something i'm very grateful that i never really cared for you accept me or you don't if you don't accept me for who i am I I don't take it as a loss for me. I take it as a loss for you. Because now I feel that you're so letting yourself be overpowered by society. Then where is this power that you always say like I'm free to do what I want? But no, you're what you're doing is for others. You're not doing it for you. So this this is where like I started to grow up into thinking like whether you don't accept me as I am, it it really doesn't matter like I I woke up today I wanted to shave my head because I feel I look nice. I feel I like it. I would like to have a shaved head. And I notice everyone goes like, "No, but you have beautiful hair. Men don't like this. You know, how are you going to post on Instagram? You're going to get negative views." I'm like, "I don't really care. I feel nice about it. How you see me, how you come and tell me I shouldn't do it. Why? It's because you don't want me to do it. But you never ask me about how I feel if I would like it." which is something like i've noticed a lot with people like they're always trying to grasp what others think like oh i should go as like do you think this looks nice on me do you think this looks good on me like why does it matter what i think 
Are you comfortable with it? Go do it. It doesn't matter. I've known uh, through my lifetime, I've known a lot of people um, who who they always come and go like, no, I can't wear the skirt. Like, I love it. But, you know, it makes me look fat. I'm like, but you love the skirt. You you love how you are. Like, if you if you don't like yourself that you are fat or whatever, by all means, you can work on improving yourselves. You can go to the gym, but never do it for someone else or because you think, oh, this girl looks skinny. I have to look like her. Or, you know, I'm suffering through anorexia and I would like to gain weight, but, you know, this is how it is. I can't, you know, like... This, this is the something that really frustrates me. I, I always talk about frustration a lot on this podcast. It's just like, I feel very sad for women who have to um, put a barrier between themselves and the other world. Like they always have to stand behind the barrier and then they have to put the picture for other people to see. Like, look, I'm perfect because if I don't look perfect, I'm not getting married. Or if I, if I don't do this, then I'm never getting like, you know, like the nice comments I always look after. But it's, it's just something that I want we, women to understand. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You want to post that bikini picture, it doesn't matter. People are going to say bad stuff about you, good stuff about you. Did you like that picture? Did you feel confident in the picture? Go ahead and post it. Because even if, like, I've seen so many people, like, you're going to judge, you're going to be judged regardless. Whether you don't even post photos, people are going to go like, oh, she's private, what is she hiding? There's always a comment. There is no relief. So no matter what, people just got to do whatever they, they want to. As long as you're safe, you're happy. That's all that matters, regardless of what it is. Thank you so much, Hannah, for your perspective, for sharing your voice, for sharing your knowledge. I appreciate it. And I'm sure many women and the listeners will be inspired. I wish you success. I wish you to cut your hair in any way you want and be yourself fully and thank you again for being part of this project thank you so much aziz it's, it's really an honor for me also to have my voice be heard and you're allowing all the women to ha to have a voice for themselves other than than just through instagram and photos you know i know a picture can say a lot of words but sometimes we really need to hear that voice we really need to understand what's what's behind that picture and and you're doing really amazing and thank you so much for the opportunity you are welcome